Turn to the scripture today. Lord, we love you, and we believe that you love us. We believe that you lead us because you love us. And so as we turn to the scripture today, we ask for help. Lord, unlock our understanding and our hearts. Help us to be changed and help us to respond to your word. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're going to complete the series that we've been on uh, today. Uh, and I actually think it's relevant uh, to Mother's Day. And we've been unpacking a little bit of what it means for us as a church, City Harbor Church, to be a safe place for people to find and follow Jesus. That's what we've been talking about, a safe place. What does that mean? And uh, we're talking about one of our core values, something that if you took it out, if you took it away, we would no longer look, it would no longer look like us. What would be left would no longer sound like us, smell like us, act like us, be recognized as us. This is something that's essential to us. And I'm just reminded of the passages from Psalm 107, uh, from which we derive the name of our church and some of the identity of our church. Talking about God here, he led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. He calmed the storm to a whisper, and he stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Now, we've looked at four basic elements that are just some of the ingredients of what it takes to be a safe place for people to find and follow Jesus. And all of these, of course, are available streaming on our website, through iTunes and other ways that you get your podcast. The first is God. Like We derive safety from God and our relationship with God, the quality of our relationship with God and how it works is a huge part of this where we find safety and how we find safety. Love is the second ingredient. Um, there, If we're truly following God with all we've got, that includes loving God with all we've got and loving others. And so an atmosphere of love should be what people anticipate when they walk in the door to any of our gatherings, whether they be in a restaurant, a street, and our homes, or here. Forgiveness, which is what we talked about last Sunday, is also an essential ingredient. And I find uh, that just like love, a lot of people will, their perspective on forgiveness is very human-oriented and is not actually learning what God's kind of love, what God's kind of forgiveness is. And it's helpful for us to unpack those things. And what you actually will find if you go back in the the, the stream on our website of all our sermon topics and in our podcast is that we've done series in the past unpacking each of these words. And so we're just lightly touching on them and trying to talk about how they are relevant to our relationship with each other and the quality of what this gathering is like. Are you with me? So forgiveness is important. Painful? Sure. Uh, intimidating? Sure. And, and just like uh, is said, you know, everything I needed in life I learned in kindergarten. Sharing love and forgiveness are an essential part of what it means to look like a Jesus follower. That I receive God's kind of love, not a human kind of love from God, prejudicing God by my human experience. And then in turn, what I give to others is a God kind of love and a God kind of forgiveness. And we're going to wrap up today in talking a little bit about faith. Now I know that each of these subjects can be confusing, can be intimidating. And in the age that we live in now, where it's so easy to get so many different voices, so many different opinions, what I've found is that there's a lot of confusion on these subjects. Great extremes and imbalances that at the end of the day distract 
from a simple, life-giving relationship with God. And faith is certainly one of those. So, briefly, I want to unpack what it means and then talk about how it works in our relationship with each other. Are you ready? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, this is going to be good. Okay, put on your seatbelt. Here we go. We can be a safe place by choosing to believe that God is alive, aware, able, and active in our lives, and by building relationships where words of faith are spoken. That's how this works. That's how we can do this. That's how we can engage faith. Now, we see from Hebrews 11.1 an idea of faith, right? Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So from that and from other verses of Scripture, we would define a God view of faith like this. To believe. To believe to the extent of complete trust and reliance. You've heard me joke before about fear of flying with airplanes. And complete trust and reliance is actually getting on that plane, buckling your seatbelt, and allowing it to take off no matter how you feel. Right? So it's not about you and how strong your faith is. It's about will you make a decision that equates to complete trust and reliance. That's how faith works. If I'm white-knuckling it, if I'm keeping my hands on the steering wheel of the car, taking, trying to take control of the airplane is not faith. And for most of you in this room, it will probably result in your death. <laughs> But the same is also true in our lives, which is what helps us to celebrate recovery, where we learn to let go and let God, where we learn the power of it is our own trying to play God in our life that has resulted in our own self-destruction and pain. So, to have confidence in. Faith is the steadfast courage and assurance that what we believe is true. Now, faith is not based on fantasy. It's based on the truth. So my mom loves me so much. But my mom didn't say, my baby's going to play in the NBA. She saw I wasn't getting taller than 5'9", and I wasn't faster than most of the people in my class. I was not bound for the NBA. Right, right? So faith is not based on fantasy. Faith in God is based on the truth of who... God is. We've talked about faith statements before. There is a power when you make a faith statement that is based on the truth. That's why we pray the scriptures, not just our own thoughts. I can say, this is a beautiful day. The sky is purple. You need some help. (laughs) The sky is not purple. You've got a vision problem, right? This is an amazing day. I'm winning the lottery today. We'll see about that. There isn't power in statements based on fantasy, delusions of grandeur. You get the point? Right? And the faith of a mother can go from being healthy to being unhealthy when statements of faith about their child is no longer based in reality. And yet there is something to this whole thing of faith and seeing something that is not yet there. Seeing potential that has not yet manifested itself. So let me just try to unpack that just a little bit further with these words. 
Faith is see, agree, act. We've been on ocean-based analogies in this series. Some of you will remember those. You guys, serious thrill issues, dude. Right? So see, I, faith includes me seeing what God sees in the world, in us, and in other people. Can I use the scripture? Can I pray and ask God for a revelation? Can I see what God sees? It says, see the invisible, believe the impossible, overcome the obstacles. It's hard to please God without faith. We actually see multiple occasions where Jesus rewards faith because of your faith, right? But faith is not the dependent, that's not what is dependent upon God's love for us. God loves us first. God awakens us first. God initiates our faith first. We can't get it mixed up. We didn't start this thing. Are you with me? God starts it. God awakens it in us. But it does include me shutting, turning off everything with a screen. Oh, there he goes, cussing in church again. Right? It, it involves me blocking out time where I'm not giving room to any other voice but God's. Where I'm reading and learning about how he thinks and what he believes. And I'm asking with prayer, with my mouth, and that I'm giving time to listen. Saying, God, will you please help me see what you see? You can't, there, faith doesn't exist without this element. See what God sees. Agree with God. Agree. Yes, God, I believe that that is possible. See, my faith includes a revelation from a study of scripture that cities are God's idea. In fact, now God is preparing the city of our God, which will be a part of this thing that we refer to as heaven. That's not delusion. That's in the scripture. That's a fact. He's going to remake this earth and he's preparing the city of our God. That will, when Jesus returns, when heaven is there for those who love him, that's a part. Cities are God's idea. And I understand from the prophet Jeremiah that God cares about whether or not the people of God in a city will see God's vision and will move in that direction. So when I look at the stats of Baltimore, we're on pace for 400 murders. There's 162 individuals that are the primary ones responsible for pulling the trigger in Baltimore. And I see what God did in turning a Saul into a Paul who was breathing murder, who was killing people. When I see what God does and what God said in response to the first murder with Cain and Abel, his blood cries out from the ground to me. It is faith that says, God, I see what you see. I see your intent. I see your purpose. And I agree that change is possible, that life can come from this death, that there can be peace where there is not peace now, that there can be joy where there is not joy now, that there can be hope where there is not hope now. I will agree, God, with what you see, and then I will take action in that direction. That's faith. That's why we do peace marches, unity marches. Thank you so much to all of you that came out yesterday and helped with the skate park grand opening. And people in this neighborhood we've been building relationships with that hate the church, that hate Christians, that got their minds changed. That happens when we roll up our sleeves and serve at somebody else's deal. Yeah? So faith includes, I see I agree and I act. And some of you remember this. 
the coolest animal in the Baltimore Aquarium, or refuse to call it the National Aquarium. The peacock mantis shrimp, which has the most complex eyes in all of the animal kingdom. Humans have three color receptors. Peacock, mantis, shrimp, way more. They can see what we cannot see. They can see what we cannot see. They have this little thing that they can shoot out from under their eyes and their mouth that can pierce the shell of shellfish and their prey, right? For, for them to eat it. And it goes so fast, it's faster than a twenty-two bullet. And it goes so fast that the water that is in front of it actually boils. We can use our tongue for good related to what we see. We can speak words of faith. Words of encouragement. Somebody say, that's good. That's good. Faith is based on God's promise at large in you with His specific design for you, which is possible. Hope is a wonderful thing. It is vision for the future and expectation of good for our lives. But some of us never move from hope to faith. Faith alone creates substance out of our hopes and dreams. Faith is what pleases God, believing that He exists and is presently and actively involved in our lives or situation. Faith is diligently seeking Him, knowing that He is a good God and a wonderful rewarder of those who do. That's faith. Our faith must be focused on God. On God, not fantasy. It's time for us to slow down in spending so much time and energy describing to God the problems in our life and to spend more energy speaking to the problem and telling the problem how big our God is. So you've got a card in your hands and we're going to do something a little bit different. I want to focus on the side that starts with the verse that starts with the word nothing. Nothing will separate me from the love of Jesus. We're going to, I want to start there. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to have some of you that are feeling faith stirred up in you and are ready to read aloud with gusto to volunteer and read one of these verses who would like to start us. Okay, Holly, if you would, that top verse there. Will you stand and read that for us? <laughs> Go ahead. Nothing will separate me from the love of Jesus. In all this, we are more than conquerors. Despite all these things, the overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Romans 8, 35, 37, and 39. All right, who's got next? Ben? I will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6, 10. Good. Next? Next. Mm-hmm. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Second Timothy one seven. Good. Next. Q. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. First John four Good. Ben? May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life. 
power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Ephesians 3.19. Good stuff, right? Yeah. Now, look around the room at other people. This is your forever family. This is your church family. Now, what if we were to engage our faith for each other? What if we were, during the week, to choose to pray for somebody else and to pray and ask God for faith for their situation or for their future? Think about that. And then the next time we saw each other, we were ready with a word of faith where we could speak faith into each other. Right? What if we had relationships in this room where we came ready to encourage somebody else? Where we could see what God sees for them. Where we were in agreement with God for them and where we were choosing to take action to move in that direction. To have a commitment that we would speak life, speak encouraging words, not based on fantasy, but based on God's truth. You know, we gave you an example already with cities, how you can take Bible study and you can learn about God's heart. And from these verses that we just heard read, you can apply this verse to somebody else, right? Right? So, Ken, I know that you're going through a challenge right now. I believe that nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus. And that even though you are a very private person, God knows exactly what's going on, and your faith will be rewarded. Because God is the God who diligently rewards those who seek Him. Who rewards those who diligently seek Him. And I know that you diligently seek Him. So whether you feel it or not, Ken, I am with you. No matter how you're feeling, I am praying for you and I am believing that there is going to be victory in Jesus in this situation. That's based on truth. And only Ken and a couple of people in this room know what I'm talking about. There can be safety and love and encouragement in relationships. We can speak life to each other and then want to be here. Don't you want to be in an environment like that? I have plenty of places I can go where people can list my faults. That's the easy stuff, right? It's like middle school. The easy stuff is potty humor. The good comedians know how to go beyond potty humor. Are you with me? Right? Good relationships are where you can speak life to each other. Oh, this is so good. Okay, here we go. You ready? We're going to wrap up. Okay, that was great, Benjamin. So what? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Here's six choices we can make as a church. A little bit of repetition from some of the other topics where we can do something about this. Number one, we choose to believe that each person, that's everybody, not just everybody in this room, but everybody, each person is created in God's image and worthy of love and respect. It's a decision we make. Number two, we choose to love others by God's grace with a God kind of love that is faithful, patient, kind, and selfless. Oh, that's good. Number three, 
We choose to forgive those who have wronged us in the past and those who may do so in the future. It's a decision, like we've talked about before. It is not something we do out of our own strength. It is something we do out of God's strength. Number four, we choose to build a spiritual family where love and forgiveness are an essential part of who we are. Right? So if somebody is lacking in love and forgiveness, I immediately assume the best. I believe the best. They're going through a struggle. Something is difficult. This is the time for me to listen to them, love on them, and encourage them. And not slap them upside the head and say, why is there not more love and forgiveness in you? (laughs) Right? Because I am presuming that this evidence in their life, this nastiness, is a weakness, not a wickedness. Come on, somebody. This is a quality of relationships we need to be in. Love and forgiveness are an essential part of who we are. Number five, we choose to believe that God is alive, aware, able, and active in our lives. That's where faith, where the rubber meets the road. We choose. We choose to believe it. We make a decision. Number six, we choose to build relationships, build relationships. I'm not just talking about attending an event. It's wonderful that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. But if attending the event with an external show is all that Christianity is to you, you are missing what is in the book. Where the real life is, where the real joy is, where the real change is. Hey, this isn't all. We choose to build relationships with each other where words of faith are spoken. You can make a difference in someone else's life. You can speak words of faith. You can. You can speak words of faith. The challenge that you're going through is going to get better. It's going to get easier. God is going to help you. That's a simple word of encouragement. I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. That's a word of encouragement. That's a word based on faith. God hears your prayer. God knows your cry. God knows the difficulty of what you're going through. And he loves you. And he has not left you. And he is there with you now. Nothing is too hard for God. That's a word of faith. You can do that. We can encourage each other in this way. Does that sound good? Here's our prayer as we close this. There's crush. It's righteous. All right. Here's our prayer as we close. Will you stand with me? I'll lead us in prayer. And if you, if you would like prayer for any reason, please hang out, ask somebody, step out to the side, come to the front. We'll be glad to pray for you. Thank you, God, for creating us by design with love. Please forgive us for not believing you with complete trust. Please help us in our unbelief to grow into complete faith. God, help us to look at each other with eyes of faith and speak words of faith. Lord, we need your help. And we're so very thankful that you hear our cry, that you see our need, that you're with us. I thank you, God. You sent Jesus who lived this life on this dusty planet tempted in every way that we are, who understands our experiences, and that that is who is speaking to you now. 
that it is Jesus who understands the human experience that intercedes on our behalf. I thank You for it. Lord, help us this week. Help us as we move forward to speak words of faith to each other. In Jesus' name, Amen.